Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 30, Franz and Moat. Enjoy! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie, Rosie and, and Jessica's, Jessica's Day, Day of Fun. Fun. Hi. Woohoo! This is the first time we've recorded in six weeks, but we had a backlog, so we actually have put, out, put them out on pretty much the right schedule. We've done really well, I think, considering our occasional track record. Hey, if you look at the dates that they were allegedly posted on, they were, there was at least one a month allegedly posted on. Sounds like a government cover-up to me. Yeah. Um, Stinks to high heaven. So we have six weeks of stuff to catch up on. But here goes. Brace yourselves. Sit back. I hope you've got some time on your hands. This isn't in any order. That's my line. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so I've been to... I've been on holiday. Again. Again. I've got two more holidays planned for this uh, year. This is un- unbelievable. <laughs> this is unbearable. <laughs> well, I was going to say unreasonable and then I decided to say unbe- unbelievable. And for some reason it was about to come out as unbearable, which I hadn't even considered. This is unbelievable. Uh, well, I didn't use any leave for nine months, so I've now got so much leave. Um, I've taken this Friday off. I've taken next Friday off. I've taken next Wednesday off. He drinks a lager drink. He drinks a whiskey drink. He sings the songs that remind him of the time he took off. So I went to a little holiday to York. It's very nice. Stayed in a and b on the other side of town. Walked the walls. Did all the things I didn't do in the three years I actually lived there. Um, and I went to Evensong. Uh, because otherwise you have to pay to get into the Minster. If you turn up for a service, you get for free. <laughs> Doing a bit of hymns. We didn't sing. Having a lovely sing. Oh, what's the point in that then? They had a they had a lovely choir, a lovely Dutch choir. Oh, sing. that's nice. The Minster choir doesn't sing during the summer. They have guest choirs. Lazy so and so. Oh, it's great. It was like my John Rogers CDs. So that's what I did. You love choral music. I do really like choral. Now on my holiday, I went to an HMV. Before it opened, because two CDs I wanted to buy were coming out that day. and I'd... I mean, that's extreme. No, it's not extreme. It was my holiday. I'd put aside, put it in my holiday budget. Hadn't put in all the wool I then subsequently bought. Um, but I went and got um, Bell and Sebastian, Third Eye Centre. And Franz Ferdinand, Right Thoughts, Right Words. Franz right Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand. Um, having Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Couple of days previously, week previously, uh, been to see them in Brixton. Yep, amazing. I don't know if you're familiar with 2005, but it's very enjoyable if you can Good get times. To it. Good times. Um, it was great because it was clearly the entire demographic which I was a part of were people who had been teenagers who were now able to go and see Franz Ferdinand without their dads. <laughs> um, there were skinny indie boys everywhere. It was brilliant, Jessica. So next year on their tour, I'm going to go see them in London. And then ten days later, I'm going to Glasgow to see them again. That's normal. I I'm, think that's I'm completely that normal. One of my colleagues uh, refers to them as One Direction when talking to me about them, which I find cruel. So um, that's what I've done. I think I've just I'm just remembering. I think I had a dream that someone made me go and see One Direction. <laughs> I woke up and it wasn't real, and I was relieved. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But I imagine I would have been had I remembered the dream up until now. Anyway. Can you hear that ringing, or have I just developed tinnitus? You've got tinnitus. What? Hang on. You've been on a travel to a moat? Yes, I went to item moat. What I can't remember is if I've already talked about this. Hang on, that's not how you spell moat. It's how you spell moat in this. Oh, maybe it isn't, I don't know. That's like a moat in the eye. Like, what? 
I can't remember. I think it's spelled like that, but it does have a moat as well. Oh, okay. I so what is item moat? It's a National Trust property. From when? From all times. Oh, I went to a National Trust property. I do apologise. I went to Treasurer's House in York, which, uh, as I said, not many people come because uh, we are behind the minster and it does get in the way. Treasurer's House is a house that an Edwardian uh, bloke Treasurer. bought. No. It was not, no treasure has ever lived there. Why is it called that then? Because he basically created the historical fiction equivalent of a house and was like, I'll just make this house, like pretend it's from now, like from, I can't remember when he was deciding, he pretended it was from, like the late 1600s. Oh, so right, he just, so he had, he was like just, vintage. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, yeah, this is this, and there's like a wardrobe from 1908, and he's like, yeah, this is from then. Uh, it's lovely. And apparently there are lots of ghosts. Were they real ghosts or were they ghosts that he'd imagined? So that he decided were there to make know. it more uh, old-fashioned. Well, somebody was telling me one of the volunteers was saying, "Well, there was, you know, I don't really believe in ghosts, but this little girl came in and she said she went to go and sit in a chair, and her mum said, you, know, you can't sit in that chair. You're not meant to sit in the chairs.' And she went, "Well, obviously I can't sit because the ladies are in there." And I thought that is bunkum of the highest order. Yeah, and it turned out Betsy had been dead for ten years, and the house was a ghost. I'm sorry, item mate. Item vote. It's a National Trust property. I feel like maybe I have spoken about this, in which case I'll do some research and edit it out. Um, it starts in about the 14th century and goes right through until the middle of the 20th century, where, when updates were still being made. So different bits of the house, um, of the kind of property, it's quite large. Conurbation. Conurbation. No. Um, were added at different times. So it's very fascinating. You go in through a sort of medieval hall and you end up in, like... 1950s gen- gentleman's sort of okay st- you know study type mm-hmm. situation why does it say trafalgar square is that me no because i sat in trafalgar square today oh what have you been doing in trafalgar square just wandering about feeding the dirty pigeons you sometimes feed, feed the sparrows too it gives you an enormous sense mm-hmm. of well-being thanks uh it's a whiskey drink what are you up to in trafalgar square uh i went to trafalgar square today to meet some friends who i hadn't seen for a long time and i met their baby Recipient, of course. Recipient of the infamous quilt. Which has now been... Which has now been given to them. Not today, I posted it to them. We've covered this before, you'll have heard it. You'll obviously be keeping no, track. because I'm sure you hadn't done it six weeks ago. <clears throat> yeah, I had. Oh. It's, it's it just podcast. felt like literally you'd never done it. Definitely had done it. Anyway. Cool. So that was nice. Uh, I've been to some plays. You've been to some plays. I went to see a chorus line. The penultimate show. What did you What did you think of it? We've it's obviously fine. discussed it before on the show because I'd been to see it. The, I can understand why it hadn't really taken off. Yeah. If you want to see a chorus line, you're too late. It's closed. So, um, sucks to be you. Uh, I bought my tickets on lastminute.com. It was like the last minute. If they'd like to sponsor the show, they're very welcome to. And I was meant to be in, in sort of... It was, it was cheap versions of quite cheap seats, but good cheap seats. So sort of the fourth row of the upper circle. I ended up in row J of the stalls, because obviously so few people have booked, they just kept bumping me up. Well, that's not bad, is it? No, it was fantastic. Do you get a decent view of there? Because obviously it's... I was it's kind of slightly few... far... I was slightly to the side, but the... the Do you the... feel like you're high enough? Because I, I like, especially for dance shows, to be able to look down slightly so you um, get the formation. I didn't feel that I was too flat, but I can understand that would be a problem in the Palladium. Mm. I also went to see Pope Which Joan. Which is massive. Pope Joan. Not massive. No, I went to see that in a church. Appropriate. Mm-hmm. That's Louise Brealey's play. Mm. Mm. Molly mm. off of Sherlock. Molly off of Sherlock. Um, no, it was alright. 
Okay, well, uh, uh, mainly the worst thing were the people waiting to go in. It was like, uh, bring your own hipster night. I don't think that bring your hipster can... to school. I don't think that, that the cast and that the company of Pope Joan can be held responsible for the hipsters. Yeah, who but found I was audience. turning out by myself in the piddling rain, and there were these people being like, "Oh my God, Martin! Oh my God, Martin's here!" And then somebody was like, "Can I borrow this?" There was a, a catalogue for the National Youth Theatre. I'm like, can I just borrow this until the interview? And the guy who was was like, "No, you can't just because you have to pay for it." She was like, "I just want to look at it." It's like, no, yeah, you're just going to copy. No, that's how that's how uh, that's how buying things work. Yeah. If you want to keep it for any length of time. You pay for it, and then you can look at it. The next day, I went to go and see Othello at the National, which, aside from the fact that it was in the middle of the stupidest day of my entire life, uh, which involved me um, waiting 14 minutes for a uh, Northern Line train. 14 minutes. 14 minutes. I thought I was going to have to wait 17 minutes to get a train from London Bridge to Charing Cross the other day. I was so appalled I went and got on the tube. Otherwise, I was going to be late for work. And then I thought, I'm going to have to get my ticket, I'm going to have to get my ticket, I'm going to have to put my card in the machine. So I had my card out and ready. Between Waterloo Station and the National Theatre, I lost my debit card. And then while running through the National trying to get upstairs, because I was already five minutes late because of the aforementioned train disaster, um, I lost my Ulster card. (laughs) So I got upstairs and I was like... (laughs) And some people gave me my ticket and the first thing they said was, what school are you with? I was like, do you look, do I look like I'm part of a school party? And <laughs> waving my handbag around like a lunatic. I'm 23 years old. Um, got upstairs and they said, it's just eight minutes till the uh, next late comers entrance. And I went, funny story, I've just lost my uh, sodding credit <laughs> card. And I can now, and then he went, oh, you should, I thought I'd cancel the interview. He said, just cancel it now. Uh, took more than eight minutes, so I actually missed the next entrance. Bit annoying. But um, everyone at Nation Mind were very friendly. And then I sat down and realised I'd lost my Easter card. And the guy came up and he's like, did you cancel your card? I said, yeah, he did. Um, and, uh, but I've also managed to do this. But I had it when I came in the building. And he went, oh, no, okay. And then he went, back, went away and came back and said, um, well, the play started. So none of the staff have anything to do. So everyone is looking for it. And about ten minutes later, a very smart-dressed man, who I believe was probably Nicholas Heitner, creative director of the National Theatre, turned up and went, here you are. And it's quite good, because they say, what does your Easter card look like? Went, is it a BFI singing in the rain? <laughs> Pass, please. And he came back, and I didn't... I, I was so... You know when you run really fast, you start coughing, and you have, like, asthma for, like, 45 minutes? I assume. I don't know what asthma is like. And you get a really cold, like, neck. Yeah. And I really pissed off everyone, because not only was I late into the play, I was... <laughs> Um, I couldn't say thank you, so I just did a kind of crossed hand over heart, like, thank you. Um, but, although I did miss half an hour of the play, which I had to watch, watch on a screen, um, because I was late, I couldn't bother to shimmy all the way along the road, so I got much better seats than I had paid very for. Very good, very good. And then I had a blackberry yoghurt ice cream at the interval. Blackberry yoghurt ice cream, like a frozen yoghurt. Mm, it was very good. That sounds nice. Finished couch to 5k. Oh, I'll get you. Yeah, then, uh, Fell ill. Classic. Classic me. You see, this is people say exercise is good for you. Don't believe it for a second. My boss uh, apparently just walking around all of last week going, I believe Rosie is a sickly child. <laughs> I'm hope, with her on that one, to be brutally honest. I hope I last the winter, but frankly, at this rate, not looking good. Um, but I've done my running. I can run for half an hour. Or I could two weeks ago. Haven't been running since then because I had a couple of. I thought, well, I'll do a couple of days rest and then I'll start up again. Um, which point fell ill. Have you had your manuka honey? I had some manuka. Well, honey. That's where you went wrong. Didn't even eat honey. You should have had it every day. Fine. Did you have a barocca? I've had so many barockas. Uh, I've while you've been at plays and cultural things, I've been watching some telly. 
and reading some books. <laughs> That's not the segue you were meant to I know, to make. but I was, I was linking it a bit better, you see. What have you been watching? Because I've watched so much television in the last week. Right. Well, I've watched a fair amount of things, but I was mostly focusing on the fact that I've now reached Psych Season 4. I've okay. just finished it. In the first episode, I mentioned the fact that I was I was halfway through Psych Season 1. The one first episode of Raising Jessica's Day of Fun. Of Raising Jessica's Day of Fun. Are you listening to all that? I don't think I've even listened to the episodes we put online. I remember stuff. Who are you? <laughs> Sorry. Hello there. Who are you? What? Um. So you've watched Psych Season 4. Yes. I watched season one of Ali McBeal in 48 hours this week. Brilliant. I also watched nine episodes of the new season of Arrested Development. I watched, uh, and I was watching 30 Rock previous to that. What else did I watch? You, Just... have, you have been ill. This is how you managed to fit it all in. I was wondering yeah. what you'd been doing with your time. Yeah. Well, I knew, I knew what you'd been doing with your time, why you'd been choosing to spend it last this Sleeping, listening to lots of old episodes of Electric Sheep and South London Hardcore. Can I go back to talking about Psych? Yeah, fine. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be, I'd watched the first three seasons quite close together, and then I'd been very good and not bought the fourth one because I was trying to be sort of not like more kind of responsible and controlled with my spending and just general life. I was thinking, yeah. you, they don't cram it all in, then it's wasted. And then you you watch it all, and then it's gone. Um, anyway, I finally gave in. I bought it. Also, I was annoyed with Amazon because of the whole tax thing, so I didn't want to go on Amazon. That's the cheapest place to buy it. Yes, so I've I've now reached the end of it, but it was sort of a cliffhanger. Like, they concluded that, mi- that season bit four. story, and I, I instantly bought season five, and I'm waiting for it to arrive now, and I'm very excited. Nice. Yeah. Um, so it's like, obviously, we mentioned them just a couple of weeks ago. Sean and Gus were part one of our enjoyed partnerships. Yeah, one of your enjoyed partnerships. One of my one of my top fives. I mean it's not in any particular order, so I wouldn't like to write oh them. My God. It just hurts me. Uh I read some books as well. I've read loads of books. This is what happens when you go on holiday by yourself and all of your mealtimes are quiet reading. And I said this to a man in the cafe and you're I said, Wow, well, you're getting a lot of reading done when you know you're by yourself in cafes and he sort of looked at me and went, you know, I talk to the other customers and I was like, mate, I'm gonna give you a tip. Don't, Don't talk to the other customers, just get your head in a book. But then I had the best pecan pie I have ever had in the entire world. Was there too much paprikash on your pecan pie? No, there's too much pepper, pepper on my pecan pie. Pecan, and I was partaking on my pecan pie. Uh, the best book I read was called Penelope, and I've got, I see this is why I should do research because I can't remember who it was by now. I'll probably do it in the show notes, which I now actually write. Very good. You're um, welcome. It, it was published last year. Um, and it's about a girl who uh, is in her freshman year. I don't know why I just went to a stutter just then. She's in her for freshman year at Harvard. I thought you were going to say horrific. She's in a horrific accident. Um, no, she's in her freshman year at Harvard. Um, and she's just a bit strange. She's somewhat socially inept. Um, and um, and she just sort of ambles through life. And academically, she does actually seem to do like relatively well. Um, but without even trying, she doesn't take notes. She just sort of sits and stares out of the window. And at one point, she thinks she might be developing a stress-related clubfoot. <laughs> and I started laughing on the train. And I was I was uh, sitting at a table, unfortunately, with two other people. I had to put the book away. So I thought, I'll have to look out of the window so they can't see the fact that I'm laughing like a lunatic. And we are just pulling into the station. So we were just, just on a crowded Charing Cross uh, platform filled with people who could see that I was laughing like a lunatic. And I was just I just had to... No, we just had to roll with it. You just say, well, I've just been reading a book and I'm laughing at my book. What of it? You guys can see that I'm obviously enjoying my book. I read a really crap book which culminated in Joseph Goebbels keeping a couple apart. 
a novel. <laughs> a novel. <laughs> a novel. Goebbels only turns up in like the last fifth. I read the Lucifer Box books by Mark Gatiss, and it's great. It's three novels. Uh, they're in a set. You know, I stood behind it's... him in the Q and Costa ones. Yeah, you've told me this. Yeah. I'm still furious with jealousy. It's the Lucifer Box set, Jessica. Like... <laughs> the Lucifer Box set. Box set. I get it. It's very good. It's very clever. Yeah, it was very good. I've read more books, but you know, I I forget now. I'm tired of this section. I'll tell you one right, one last thing for the intro. Last night I watched a film called Country Strong, which is always mentioned on uh, the website Go Fuck Yourself. I'll say that carefully. Um, which is about uh, people wearing strange outfits. But sometimes they like to do commentaries on films they've watched. Um, and it stars Gwyneth Paltrow as a kind of washed-up country singer. I'm and, in. And it's... Um, I can't decide if it's terrible or brilliant. It's not so bad it's good, but I did enjoy it. It's no burlesque. But I, it's no burlesque. It's not, burlesque has an element of humour and hamminess and cheese. This doesn't have that. Oh. It's, no. It's, I'm out. I was expecting more jollity from it, I think. There's none. Nanty jollity. Oh. She, uh, she's a detective, isn't she? <laughs> uh, yeah, she is. Your song! My song. Um, I would like to make an amendment. Two episodes ago, I, for reasons that don't explore at this, at this juncture, I hadn't thought of one, and Rosie, we've been talking about a chorus line. I don't know why, but I said that my song that week was What I Did for Love from a Chorus Line. <laughs> really, really bad choice. I mean, you you especially, were quite rude about Nicki Minaj. Especially as I'd originally said, uh, one, and then said, no, uh, uh, What I Did for Love. And that's actually not as good as, as one. No! But um, I panicked, basically, and it, if when I look back at the other songs I've picked, it, it just doesn't live up to it, so I'm going to replace it. That's not how this show works. It is. It is now. What? It is. I've decided. Um, so I have a new phone. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what brand it is, but um, it's got Siri on it. Um, what are the lyrics? What do you want to ask Siri? Siri, what song contains the lyrics Alabama, Arkansas, I still love my marble? <laughs> I laughed. It's going to fail. Let me check that. Here's what I found on the web. Uh, Edward Sharp with the Magnetic Zeros. Yes, yeah. Right, so I picked what I did for love, and I don't know what I was thinking, so I'm retroactively, I'm rewriting history. I'm retconning all of you. And my song from two weeks ago was Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Do you expect me to go and re-edit it so it says, yeah, my song is Edward Sharp from the musical Magnetic Zeros? Yeah. No, I've just I've mentally retconned everyone anyway, this so that's ridiculous. what they think it is. Right, I'd just like to say then, Crank has never been mentioned on this podcast. Do your blooming song. Do right, my song from this week is Massive Crush by the Barbs. Oh, that took a bit tediously long time. Do you want your present? I want my present. Rosie's got me a present. Every time I put you face the camera, or I see you, I get home and I think, I should have given you this. I have literally no idea what it is. Um... I really oversold it. I think it's flat. It's going to be flat. It's going to be a leaflet of some sort. Something you've acquired from work. A tea towel. It's a fat quarter of sewing things that I got you from the quilt centre in York. Ah, it's a fat quarter of sewing things that she got me from the quilt centre in York. Which actually fits with this episode because I got it on my holiday. Ah, she got it on a hollybobs. Isn't translating for some reason? Yes, because you didn't speak in the correct podcast parlance by using the word hollybobs and I didn't want people to be confused. It's not a word. Um, Do you want right? Top fives! Top fives. So, I finally persuaded Jessica to do this top five. I've been saying we should do it for, you know, about 18 months. And she maintains that she couldn't possibly do it. Uh, she said she had a top five, which she wrote down left 
at work and said to him. I was so proud of myself. I'd planned it all out in advance. I wrote it in a little notebook that I keep in my pouch at work. Jessica works as a kangaroo. I am. I'm I'm a marsupials expert. <laughs> and we like to dress as the as our creatures to make them feel more at home. Okay, I'm a quacker. Obviously. The best the happiest, the animal, happiest animal, animal in the world. I imagine it only eats birthday cakes. The happiest food. Of course it only food. eats birthday cakes. It's the happiest food. Fuck. Okay. Oh. Having spent this time telling Jessica this is a very easy subject, um, I then really struggled to write my list. Uh, but I have it here. And for the first time in uh, Day of Fun history, Jessica has not seen this list. I know. I'm actually genuinely curious to know what's going to happen. It's episode 30, which is an even number, so Rose is going first. Um, and our notes page is currently blank in the space that Rosie has. Mine was going to be as well, and then I just started writing it, so she's seen what's on it. Okay. Um, I was going to be really cool and like do you know find the information about the albums, but I, I didn't. So top five albums. Top fives. Albion Heart by the Albion Band. Good choice. So this is a great album. As, as this is really difficult, this subject, especially you will find when we get to the. Pick one Bell and Sebastian album. Oh god! Um, you know you don't you don't just have to pick a band. So well, I like this band, so they must be included. Somewhere. No, I know. That's okay. Good. Okay. I've not done it that way, which is why this is we're leading with this. This is just a terrific album all round. It is a good album, actually. Uh, yeah, very good, very good. I didn't look at my CDs when I got in, which I probably should have done. But you know, I've just had to scroll through my iPod to, rem- to remind myself of what albums exist. That is... I have I have basically the, the top five is compiled is, is what I'd written about. I'm not sure you're going to like some of mine that I have shorned in. Oh, good. Uh, number two. Number two. Poses by Rufus Wainwright. Of course. It, it was a tough choice, but I think from the outside, Poses is his most accomplished album. Um, I did this by trying to work out, um, because I... Spoiler, there's no Franz Ferdinand on this list. <gasps> I know, because I couldn't pick one. And I thought, actually, if I was given five LPs or CDs, what would I listen to? In an Aeroplane Over the Sea by Neutral Milk Hotel. Okay. Yeah. You played a song of theirs as one of your choices once. Mm-hmm. Can't tell you what it's called. This is a uh, concept album about Anne Frank. That's the badger. Um, and it's really good. It's a man who knows about three chords and can't really sing, but it's very, very good. Oh. Right. This is Tiger Milk. Or, If You're Feeling Sinister by Bell and Sebastian. But I think it has to be If You're Feeling Sinister. Both can be applied to Charlie Sheen. I mean, don't apply Tiger oh, like I mean, Milk to Charlie Sheen. I'm cutting that, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, no. Okay, so, If You're Feeling Sinister by Bell and Sebastian. Which, again... Is that the subheading of Tiger Milk? No. Or... I couldn't... This is where I couldn't pick. Right, I see. So we've t- got a dual entry. A but it's not a dual entry. I think... It's a uh, it rules. It's edged out. It's right. edged out. You have to pick one. It right. was the uh, subject of an excellent Pitchfork documentary. If you have an hour, please do go and look at it. Um, I mean, the, they were kind of recorded at the same time-ish. Yeah. Tiger Milk really led into it, but Ecofeeding Sinister is probably the best album. And you can get the album cover as an iPhone case for them, which I will be getting. Oh. And finally, probably the best album of all time. Judy Garland, Live at Carnegie Hall. Of course, yes. I was trying to do Desert Island uh, records, and I thought, what do I actually want? And A, it's a double double disc, so yes, you so get, you bang, get for your buck. bang for your buck. But she tells charming anecdotes, where like she's, oh, well, this woman entertains, she's chatting to this woman at a party, and she's really nice to her, and they get a lift home, and then the woman's a journalist, and the next morning she opens this thing, and it's like, Judy Garland's there, and she's, uh, she's, she, she's not, 
she's not a... So was this woman Jimmy Stewart? Shut up. Oh, no, I'm Jodie Garland. She didn't say it. I'm Jodie Garland. And she says... Uh, young man. <laughs> young man. So she tells the story about hanging out with this journalist who has a lovely time and tells her how well she looks. And the next morning, the journalist writes a column saying, I was with Judy Garland and she's, she's not thin and she's not plump. She's fat. And her teeth aren't good, but I think they're her own. <laughs> well, I mean, that's more than can be said for some people. <laughs> well, exactly. So, and she sings, and it's Judy. So that's my top five. Excellent. Your top five. My top five. I mean, mine's better than yours. How dare you. But I have put one of yours on my uh, honourable mentions. Oh, there you go. Is it that one? Well, obviously it's that one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... This is not the audio I've written down. I'm going to start with Laundry Service by Shakira. <laughs> right. Now, which, if you know me, is a really you'd, you'd think would be a really weird choice, and it kind of is. But this was always like my getting ready to go out album when I was in the sixth form. <laughs> I like this because I think a lot of the time you sort of present me as having really terrible musical taste. <laughs> but if we look at your top I like, five, I like Shakira, as it turns out. Um, you know, and yet Nicki Minaj is apparently no horrendous. That has, a, that has a song. If there's a strange entity now, it's just because I've, I've been handed a cup of coffee and I had to pause. There is a song called Poem to a Horse. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she does that. It has some songs three times because it has remixes and Spanish and, speaking versions. Yeah, and the live Spanish version. Language. Yeah, um, yeah. The intro to the live version of um, the Objection Tango is brilliant. I mean, it's a good album, but it's not top five. It has a it has a previous intro that's basically just drums. So as you can imagine, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. They've got at least two kits and then some like African drums as well. Brilliant. Anyway, uh, yeah, I've already talked about that for longer yeah. than I intended to. I'm just going to work upwards. Obviously, this is in no particular order. Um, Go by Letters to Clear contains several songs that appeared on the soundtrack to Ten Things I Hate About You. Doesn't make it acceptable. It's a brilliant, a brilliant album. What are you talking about? Sozzles. <laughs> Sozzles. <laughs> I, d- I won't hear a word said against that. Mm. They were one of my favourite bands. Still are. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, this is where Rosie and I overlap. Rosie's put this in her honourable mentions because mm. apparently it just didn't feature highly enough. Volume 1 by She and Him. Doesn't really need explanation because we've mentioned them many, many, t- many times on the podcast before. Zoe Deschanel and... What's the other guy's name? Ben. Graham Simon. Ben Graham Simon. Yeah, that's him. Uh, lovely. Dookie by Green Day. I'll give you this one. This is... this For might, your taste in music. For my taste in music. This might actually be my favourite album. For a long time, if you ask me what my favourite album is, I would name that. Because it's good from start to finish. There isn't a single song there that I don't like. You know how often with, with an album you'll have the singles and the ones that you know really well and then you'll have some other good ones that you find on the album and then there might be a well, few... Tiger Milk got discounted because it has the single worst Ben Sassian track by quite a go. long way. And then there'll be about one or two that you're not sure about. Mm. One, you know, the one that you always skip. This doesn't have any. I will listen to all of Dookie. Do you have the time? Precisely. It's got some of their best songs in it, I think. Yeah. Um, and finally, Sha Sha by Ben Queller. Sha do. Sha Sha uh, is by Ben Queller, and we discovered, we've probably mentioned this before. Discovered Ben Queller when we went to see Travis, who were being supported by the Kings of Leon, who were being supported by Ben Queller. Um, and I'd only drunk one glass of water that day and nearly blacked out. <laughs> you idiot. I know. Classic laugh. Anyway, um, 
he's brilliant. Check him out. Check him out. Honourable mentions. Checking it out. Okay. Now, I put in some things which I'm sure you will object to and break the own, my own rules. Right. But, um, who doesn't want to listen to the Sound of the Smiths compilation? Oh, God. William! I would definitely listen to your George Formby tape that I've adopted. Yeah. In fact, I do quite often when I'm getting ready for work. <laughs> I, haven't, <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to that properly since I was probably about nine. Because <laughs> I've got it now. Not stopping you. Our Sergeant Major. Um, Shall we just take it in turns? Yeah. I've got gold medal by the Donners. I chose this one as opposed to the Donners, which I nearly went with because it's their first one and it's got some excellent songs in it and 23 songs on it. Although um, most of them are the same. Hey! But yeah, it's not musically, it's not their best album and they, that was their first. Gold medal. um, For a start, they're just, their musicianship is better. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Oh, these songs are good. They're just better at playing their instruments. Awkward. 22 by Lily Allen. An amazing album. Northwest Passage by Stan Rogers. For just one time. Right? Okay, this is going to end up like the t- like the children's TV or the TV <laughs> things where we just end up singing all of them. I it's do going apologize. to be appallingly difficult to edit. Um, yeah, Northwest Passage by Stan Rogers, um, who I discovered through watching to yourself. Can't sing that either. Nope. I, um, Musical Couture by Bourgeois and Maurice, my favourite cabaret duo. Because, um, I mean, there are so many to pick from, but obviously they're the best. Yeah. Yeah, Frisky, you managed to take that. Um, not take that, I'm not su- suggesting take that, the cabaret duo. Uh, this is their first album, and it's the most like the show I saw, because there's no extra production, it's just the two of them. Right. Um, and I love the first time I saw the show. It has nice, nice feeling. Very good, very good. Uh, Magic Kingdom by No Doubt contains Don't Speak and Just a Girl. And not, numerous others, but those are the well-known ones. And uh, they're the, the best, to be honest. Um, I liked them when they were still Scar. Well, this this is a compilation album. Okay, well, let's go with it. But it's Push Barman to Open Old Wounds by Bell and Sebastian, which probably has the most tracks I really love on it because it's a collection of all their EPs up to about 2007. Okay. And we can allow, com- allow compilations as long as they're not just the best of something. Or <laughs> like oh, your no. best of Dolly Parton. Yeah, don't knock that. It's genius. It's not the worst passage of best of. No, it isn't. Uh, I had been going to put Tamlin Motown Gold on it because I don't think you can go wrong with that. It's a bit hit and miss, isn't it? Yeah, so it's three tracks, so you can get a decent amount. It's of three tracks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, three, it's these three tracks, and then two of them are bad. It's a single. Two songs on two CDs. <laughs> um, next one. Uh, Welcome Interstate Managers by Fountains of Wayne. Contains the classic, classic Stacey's mum. Not, not by any way the best song on the album. It's Much better songs on the album. Well, yeah, but then you consider how good the song Stacey's mum is, and then the fact that better ones exist. Uh, Keep on turning the wheel by Fairport Convention. Oh, I do like that. Yes, yes. that's very good. Yeah, uh, yours. Uh, the Man Who by Travis, who we saw being supported by the Kings of Leon, who were being supported by Ben Queller. Boom! There's his smoking gun, my friend. I'm done. Um. Oh, well, I'll just whip through them. I've also got Tapestry by Carol King. Um, I've got Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette, but I have the I have the acoustic version. <laughs> I have um, The Rise and Fall of Ruby Woo by the Pupini Sisters, and I have All American Rejects by The All American Rejects. I would like to add uh, A Christmas Gift to You by Phil Spector. Oh, yes, I knew. I knew when I was talking about combination albums. I also have, because I, I, when I text you, um, to say I haven't put any soundtracks on because that's its own category. Yeah, I meant to say I'm not doing compilations, um, but I did have several Christmas ones that I didn't allow to go in the top five, and they are, um, yeah, a Christmas gift to you by Phil Spector and um, Christmas Bells by Kate Rusby. 
and uh, the Papini Sisters uh, Christmas. I mean, their version of Elton John's Step Into Christmas is astonishing. It's just brilliant. Um, You're going to say how you didn't know what it was for ages when they started playing it. Yes. Uh, when we last recorded, we were saying how Bake Off was about to start. Obviously, this was some time ago. So we're just going to do a quick run-through of our, our favourite bits, notable moments. Um, I liked the bit where they talked about Sally Lundbuns. Sally Lundbuns, yep. Because obviously they've been to Bath. Yes. Um, I've had a bath as well. Good. Obviously, the best contestant by a country mile on this year's contest was lovable John Major Soundalike, Howard. And I was genuinely heartbroken when he went home this week. So he said, <laughs> I knew it was coming. He'd had a disastrous week. There was no, They kept doing that thing. They were like, maybe it will be. It wasn't going to be Glenn. Glenn had baked food that was edible. Yeah. And said, it's going to be Howard. And I went, ah! To be fair, Glenn thought it was going to be Glenn. Yeah. But uh, Howard was the best. He's a lovely artist. He runs. He looks like former Prime Minister John Major. Uh, So I presume he shares his love of music hall. Um, He's a former artist turned council worker. Good. Um, I enjoyed Francis's hidden squizzle. That's tricky to say. Hidden squizzle. Francis's. I enjoy everything Francis has done. Yes. I always always like... Sort of, I'm hoping that her flavour combination is going to be good. For God's sake, woman! And I felt sorry. I felt sad when her beautiful biscuit cat tower collapsed because it would have looked very nice. And also, they did say that the biscuits were nice. But I was also, I was slightly surprised because she's usually so well prepared and she's mm. done beautiful looking things that she hadn't actually made something that was structurally sound. Yeah. That she hadn't. What got she needed was a bit of dowel because they were all like through a big stick. Well, she had a bit of dowel, but I didn't understand I mean, why like, a bit screwed. of dowel wasn't screwed to the board. And she yeah. never seen Ace of Cakes. Well, exactly. Um. Yes, but that would have been lovely. That was unfortunate, but never mind. I, I enjoyed uh, Mel just sort of standing there holding it. I've enjoyed all of the ridiculous upsets that Howard was involved in, from the custard theft. Oh no, where's my custard? That's my impression of Howard. Uh, someone's on. taken my custard. And then when that was um, uh, Alan <laughs> Bennett. Bennett. Um, and then when Sue uh, elbowed <laughs> muffin. Yeah, when Sue put her elbow in one of the muffins, that was on the best moments yeah that was good uh, because and the, the good thing about it was um it was and it was unfortunate but it was entertaining because it was an accident it didn't actually matter because when they went during the judging they said something's happened to this and she said that was an elbow and could make it clear that it wasn't you know, no one suffered um, and we got enjoyment out of somebody accidentally elbowing a muffin i think uh teenage runaway as portrayed in a gcse drama piece ruby is probably gonna win i think she yeah she's doing quite well i'm so nervous um, I think it will improve now. She's been told not to start. <laughs> stop going. Stop apologising before. So sorry. She's me, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is the worst thing I've ever cooked. I do apologise. But um, we we're talking about this at work and saying at least she's like really cooking in sort of a student bedsit. She's got no equipment. She's yeah. just kind of making things just with like what she's got available to hand. She's, she's really putting on well. this uh, show right here, right now in this barn. Yeah. So. Our favourite competitive weekly BBC programme has been joined by the annual return. our second favourite competitive weekly BBC programme. Strictly Come Dancing, which has appeared appeared about three weeks ago and then didn't come back because they were like, here are the people. They'd have the very tedious... They used to do this as part of... uh, Well, they used to not bother to do it at all. They just show the people's parents. Here we are, this first week, these are the people we've got. Um, Then uh, they started doing it as a sort of, at the beginning of the week, part of it takes two sort of thing. 
Now they've got a whole Saturday night show devoted to who gets which partner. Which I have happily not seen. So I did watch it and it blew me neck, it dragged on. This week they have started the actual dancing affair. Um, now. And when I started watching it, I didn't realise that they weren't going to be dancing. So it was even more <laughs> I was like, oh god. I've watched, half, I've watched half of it now, I'm committed, I've got to keep going. This week they've actually started the dancing properly. And they did this on Friday night and Saturday night. Now, Jack Spratt and I... Uh, we'll be doing this. Jessica's seen the first episode from yep, Friday, yep. and I've seen Saturday's episode, so we are able to bring you opinions, but it should be quite quick because we can't possibly <laughs> counter what the other person says. Yeah. Um, I thought um, the, the bit with the flying bicycles was frankly lovely. But um, I didn't See, appreciate it. It sounds the... like you're trying to make that up, but that actually I happened know, last Well, year. I realised, as I said it, well, that's actually been done. I didn't appreciate the... Um, the, the use of live animals in that sort of circus situation because I feel like I feel like as a nation we've moved on from that. Um, yes, six people danced on uh, Friday night. Can't remember who all of them were. Susanna Watts the Chops from uh, BBC Breakfast. She yep. did a. Could she actually dance? She yes, she she's was... a BBC Breakfast host. Yes, um, she did quite well. Okay. Um, the the three men, three women, and the women did better than the men. Um. That's not unusual. No. Sophie Ellis Bexter did a very nice waltz, I thought, and she had a lovely frock on. I liked that in the little recap bit. Yeah. Um, the costumes so far this year have been very lovely, actually. Mm. Usually. Well, they can be a bit hit and miss. I mean, it's that style that you're, you're, it's, it's never going to be amazing, is it? But some of them are lovely. The waltz dresses are usually very pretty, but you can never quite tell what you're going to end up with for, like, a chacha or something. Yeah, ooh. Mm, yes uh what that was actually one of the grounds on which i refused to watch it for about four years because it's like look at the frocks why would anyone wear that it's just hideous to look at and then i embraced it and watched it and it was fine um yes so it was good i think it i think it bodes well saturday um actually one thing i will say it was only an hour long which i did appreciate i had an hour and a half on saturday yeah i've got that to look forward to Julian McDonald is the single most irritating person to grace British screens. Um, and Louis Spence has had his own programme. <laughs> um, it's the wave. And I know it's his end of catwalk. Look at me. It's a two he should have his hands removed. They're just... How he... His is just to wave. He gets his entire arms involved. And they sort of manage to dislocate themselves and go behind his head. Like he's sort of signalling down a runway. Um, like he's he's trying to attract the plane on the desert island to come and pick them up, and he's run out of flares. Lovely, lovely simile. I mean, he'd never be caught dead in a pair of flares. Oh God! Now, the person who was most highly scored was Abby Clancy, right? Who is boring, vapid, and will not get far because no one will vote for her. Well, yes, I mean, I do, I only know her because she's married to Peter Crouch, which isn't. I feel this is a little ITV of them right. to have her as a contestant. I know mm. she's a model. She does She does do a few things in her own right. I believe she writes a column for something. But did she get that because she's a wife? Yes, she did. Crouch. She did because she's a wag. That is why she writes it. Um, and so she did a nice dance. And it was, she looked very pretty and it was very elegant. But it was a waltz so it was boring. The best performance of the night was the lowest scoring, which was Dave from the Hairy Bikers, who they were very rude to, but loved it and was great. And will get very far because I, for Everyone one, likes him. will be voting for him. Right, um, so he's the um, the John Sargent of the situation. No, because he can actually... Because he's better He than... will be able to dance. Right, okay. Um, so he'll do okay. And uh, she's the Jerry Hall, is she? No, because she was she, she can actually dance and was trying. Oh, right. 
So, no, neither of those things worked. But never Failure mind. on both counts. Um, um, on Friday, the lowest score was Tony... Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Golfer. Uh, it did look like John Sargent. Yes, it did, actually. And the highest scoring was the girl from Coronation Street. I don't watch Coronation Street, so I don't know who she is. Mm. Mm. Is um, she the one who has Artem, who appeared to not be wearing a shirt? Artem never wears a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did have Artem, and they did they did a Russian. Yes, because they did Rara Rasputin. Yes, they did. That's Russia's right. Russia's greatest and she love has machine. Amazing hair. Excellent. So we will bring you sporadic updates. Well, yep. fortnightly updates on the strictly I hope strict, not sporadically strictuation. My song. You can tell it. No. Carry on. Right thoughts, right words, right action. Ding ding ding. You're unbelievable. Uh, oh, do, 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 do. Franz Ferdinand. Right thoughts, right words, right action. I'm just trying to move it along so you stop singing at me. I do my snack of the day. Yeah. My snack of the day is grape nuts. <laughs> Disgusting. Needle up. They're, they're really nice <sighs> with yogurt and banana. I don't care anymore. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. I have put all of my projects on Ravelry. Oh, get you. Except since I came back from York, so I bought more wool and I've done lots of knitting. But if you would like to see some things on Ravelry, why not add me as a friend? Why not? I'm Rosie at large on Ravelry and you can see some of the things, including, dear listener, photos of the world's most hideous jumper. (laughs) So, I mean, it can really, no matter what you've pictured in your mind, it cannot live up to how awful this jumper is. She's called Rosie at large because she's on the lamb. Well, that's rubbish. I'm cutting that. Lambs make wool. Oh, I God. didn't even mean that one, and I thought of it afterwards. Well, it's not good. Um, right. So while I was on holiday in York, I went to the quilt museum. Somebody to make some quilts. They were amazing. Is that where you got my fat quarter? Yes. Uh, and I bought more incredibly expensive wool. I don't know what I'm going to do with. Uh, probably will look horrible, but it looks really lovely as a skein. And while I was ill this week, uh, the blue version of the hideous orange jumper, which I had entirely frogged because it was far too big, I've knitted all of the stuff I had knitted back up again. And I've made a hat, which, in the words of my friend Tom, made me look like a lovely jellyfish. <laughs> uh, you are a lovely jellyfish. Thank you. It's in wool that looks quite a lot like it was made from the fur of Sully from Monsters Inc. Oh, it does. Have you done anything? Yes, I've come to a decision. I'm frogging the hat. Okay. Yeah, move on. Move to costs. What have, have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Hey! Or, as we're calling it from now on... W H W S T W W H W S T W. Or as I want to say, who's you? Who's you? <laughs> uh, I promise never to say that again. Right. The Jimmy Fallon show in the US. Uh, it's a talk show. Yeah. I'm sure you've all you're familiar with the concept. Um, I had as guests Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. Thank you. I just put my hand up to illustrate tall bloke because I've forgotten his name temporarily. And um, Joseph Gordon Levitt of well, I mean, let's be honest. Four. Third rock from the sun fame. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I knew. Also, Intending the Age About You, which is where a number of songs from Go by Let's Clear. Also, used. 500 Days of Summer, starring Zoe Deschanel, where they talk about the Smiths of The Sound of the Smiths. Brilliant. Um, anyway, so they played a game of a sort of lip-syncing talent contest. Yeah. Um, it's very funny. Hey, Jessica. Jessica. What does Joseph Gordon-Levitt so memorably and expertly lip-sync to that you are recommending that our listeners go and listen to? It was Whenever, Wherever by Shakira, obviously. I think 
think you'll find, I think you'll find that you are telling people, telling people giant, to seek out and listen to porkies. Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. Also, well, I mean, I, I don't think I directly tell anyone to, to seek out. Also, this I mean, week, she doesn't need seeking. For the love of God, let me finish my sentence. Women can be seen from the opposite side of them. Anyway, it's really funny. Watch it. We'll link in the show notes. Also, a picture of a dog wearing a headscarf on a bus. <laughs> its eyes are going to pop out. It's so funny. Um, uh, Jessica, the Cabot coverage for this week. Oh yeah. If you're in the London vicinity, yep. you can go to Make Shop Do. You can sometime next week and go to an Angela Lansbury themed night on Angela's birthday for the launch of a zine about Angela Lansbury. Zines are so in right now. Yes, because it's 1994. Sit down and shut the folk up. All right. Boys of Summer, show of hands. It was on the Folkcast Autumn Crackler that I listened to. Oh, uh, yeah. They played that at a gig I went to. I can see you. I was a bit confused then because Don Headley isn't folk, but I see how you brought it back round. Yeah. I'm tired now. I think you're watching to sit. I'm tired now. I'm not singing anymore. Bye. Okay, everyone. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at sayhellotoroseandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon!